Hey, Sid. Hey, Brian. What's your update this week? This week, I wanted to talk about a show that by the time this comes out will probably be old news, but I still feel the need to talk about it because I thought it was really good. And if you haven't heard about it or watched it, I highly recommend. Uh, It's called Taste the Nation with Padma Lakshmi. Have you watched yet? I have not watched it yet, but all of the world has told me, meaning uh, three of my closest food-loving friends (laughs) have demanded that I watch it. So it's a full demand. It's a demand for me too. And just because it's it's not your regular food show, it's not your regular travel food show. It's kind of a really exciting mix of food and political stuff and culture and trends and history. And it just it's 10 episodes. I think they're I want to say 30-ish minutes, maybe a little bit more, but they move really nicely. They are packed with lots of good information. Padma is really great on screen. I think we know her mostly from Top Chef as host, Mm -hmm. and she brings like some of that energy into this show, but she's so much like more loose and communicative and she's a great interviewer so she's talking to different chefs different personalities different people who work in these kitchens and just like brings this warmth to the show that I think anybody else wouldn't be able to bring to it it's Mm -hmm. very like individual to her I feel like you couldn't just like sub in someone else for it um and the focus is really looking at like Americanized versions of traditional foods from other countries. So there's a whole episode on like Chinese food, but like chop suey, like what is chop suey and asking all of these people, like what even is that and pad Thai. And even though it's a traditional Thai dish, how was it Americanized for like this population? And she also talks about like hot spots for these different types of food, like El Paso, Texas and Mexican food and how, so many different types of Mexican food happen there that are either Americanized or traditional. And it's just really cool. And it's it's all this learning that happens while also being entertained. Um, and the food looks excellent. And it was just really, it was such a good show. And it made me feel like, okay, what else can I learn about these different types of food and these different groups of people and how they brought their food to this country and how that started. And one of the biggest things she kind of points out is that there is this like celebration of women as the carriers of culture. And so a lot of different groups that came here were women coming here and starting these food cultures in the cities that they settled in. And it's stuff I just didn't know. It's like all of this stuff you just don't know. Um, And so that was really empowering, too, to see women really taking the lead on embedding this food culture within their cities. Um, There's actually a great breakdown of the show on Pop Culture Happy Hour, which is an NPR show, and we'll link to that in show notes. It's their um, July 10th episode. And I really liked the the conversation that they were having about the show, um, things they liked and didn't like about it. Um, and what they'd look for maybe in like another season of it. So I, I thought that that was a nice like commentary on it too. So Taste the Nation with Padma Lakshmi. Highly recommend. Watch it. Enjoy it. And eat the food after you watch. <laughs> yeah, I. it's funny. One of our friends uh, suggested that we eat the foods that are represented on the show and do like mm-hmm. a food pairing with the episode, um, which I think is just 
fun and creative as a way to like amp up a uh, viewing party. <laughs> for sure. For sure. It's like binging with Babish, but like high level. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I'm i excited to watch it because I've heard really good things just in the way that she represents um, the different regions and types of food and culture. And I feel like that the story of how it became part of American culture and also like the acknowledgement of um, where the food came from originally and what those recipes were like, I think is really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, I'll be excited to hear after you watch and also have a photo journey of all the food that you buy and eat while watching. Of course. That's what I'm looking forward to. So that's my update. What is your update, Bron? So one of the things that we, uh, it was a, a gracious wedding present, uh, from my cousin, uh, we got a charcoal grill, and we have been amping up our grilling mode for the summertime. And so I'm kind of, it's been a while. I haven't had a grill. Like I've grilled at other people's places, but I, ha- I haven't. Yes, I will happily, happily take the, the title, uh, make it official. Um, but we haven't had a grill in a while. Many years. I don't think I've ever had my own personal grill. So we have a charcoal grill now, which is very exciting, but it is much harder to grill on than, say, a gas grill. Because a gas grill is like almost the equivalent of having like a stovetop. You're like working on an open flame, easy peasy. You can control it. Often there's a temperature read on the front of the grill and you can see exactly how hot it is and you know what you're working with. With a charcoal grill, you have to be a little bit more strategic and so we're kind of getting into this mix of like expanding beyond our uh my like personal repertoire of recipes that i know and love which is like marinated flank steak obviously mm. like chicken kebabs and things of that nature grilled corn these are yeah. all like wonderful delicious recipes that like taste amazing when cooked over charcoal but i'm looking to kind of expand um beyond this uh traditional steak corn burgers routine so i'm on the hunt for grilling recipes and just trying to like mix things up and find new things that i can and start to experiment with on the grill because obviously like grilling you don't have it's like summer season is prime time for grilling um but i know that we'll probably continue through like late oh. summer fall even um and so i'm i'm excited about what kind of things we can start to experiment with because it is really fun just to, like kind of making it a, a weekend ritual which i is like nice. it i'm excited to see once we do get into like fall weather because you're right i think that there are st- summer staples and like finding your way on a summer staple is exciting but then to like figure out how you can bring in some traditionally like fall style foods onto the grill because there's nothing like a good like grill taste of a thing there's just nothing that compares to it and you know I love a fall food and so I'll be excited to see what you come up with when we get into like the September months yeah so right now it's this is more of like an update versus a like a share or recommendation and more of like get ready because I'll probably have some recommendations that come out of this but um really just looking forward to kind of expanding our um our cooking repertoire or our uh just our, our list of things that we can 
go to and maybe try some things uh, outside the box that we wouldn't normally make. Nice. Because well, why be, not? <laughs> because why not? And I'll be excited to keep uh, keep tabs on that. And I know that you'll keep all of us updated here in the updates. Yeah, no. So we'll see what comes next. Cool, cool. All right, Bron, give it to me straight. What are we talking about today? Well, today it's my turn to share about all the things that I'm reading these days. <laughs> Yay! I'm so excited. I think that this is like... We could, I think it was great to split it. I'm excited because from the peak that I did at what you put down, we have some very different things. And so I think this is great to give you the floor to share with all of us what you're reading, why you like it, what Mm -hmm. we can tune into, and uh, go from there. Yeah, it's definitely like it spans the gamut of newsletters to uh, books, aka mostly cookbooks. Um, (laughs) but just wanted to give, and this isn't like a forever list of things. This is more of like a representation of what is, uh, prominent in, um, my current day to day and looking to see how this kind of evolves over time. But, um, I'm excited to share. got some stuff to, to recommend. We're excited to listen. Okay. Let's get into it. All right. Tell me what you're reading. <laughs> First stop, newsletters. What's um, a newsletter? One that I have loved for a while. I'll, I'm just going to like upfront this uh, with there's a strong likelihood that I got all of these <clears throat> recommendations from someone else, either Sid, mm-hmm. Dan, other close friends, someone who shared something with me. So this is, uh, I'm... I fully admitted this in past episodes, but I love a recommendation. And if it's something I'm into, I fully commit. So Mm. these are things that I'm fully committed to and look forward to reading either on a daily or a weekly basis. Um, So this first one, Morning Brew, is something that's a daily read. Um, And they've recently come out with the Morning Brew marketing, which I actually appreciate because it is uh, industry specific and industry relevant for the work that I do. Nice. Um, so this is where I get my, I actually compliment this with the skim and sometimes they talk about similar things. Um, it's just interesting to see like how they frame it and what, mm-hmm. how they talk about it. Um, but I get my top industry news, stock market rundown, business news recaps, what's happening in the world type uh, highlights. And I just like the way that they write uh, the newsletter. And it's very much kind of like, it comes at an angle of like, more of like how is this going to impact uh the stock market overall um Mm -hmm. and so it's just an interesting uh perspective and obviously it's kind of like it's one of those things that comes in i think between like the 6 to 8 a.m range and so i'm usually reading it before i get out of bed and and shower in the morning so nice and they've probably had a lot to share over the last four months or so oh yeah (laughs) every day stock market (laughs) but that's great I feel like this is one of the ones that is not like because I've heard about morning brew and I have ones too that like overlap in content but whatever their angle is is just different enough to give me something that I'm Mm -hmm. I'm looking for from each and, and make sure that the time is spent well and I like that this has the stock market deep dive or deeper dive um to learn a little bit more about that because you've also said in the past about your want to learn about and and think about and apply different finance tips too and so to have this one kind of on deck all the time is is a good practice for sure 
The other one, this is, uh, I believe this is a weekly because I think it only comes in on Mondays. Um, but that's hard to say because sometimes it's things sit in my inbox for a while. But <laughs> New York Times Smarter Living, uh, their newsletter from Tim Herrera is a great subscribe if anybody's looking for something new. Um, obviously, it's all in the name. Lots of tips and advice on living a better, smarter, more fulfilling life. Um, and they actually, the, I like how they approach the newsletter too. I know I've um, mentioned a few articles that I found uh, helpful and relevant in past updates, um, but it's a, it's more like a curated read where they pick a specific article from the Smarter Living column in New York Times um, and feature it in the newsletter and then have like links to more um, if there are other things related to the, the topic. And it, they cover everything from tips to protect your phone data to finding the best meditation app and how to give better advice. And it's just one of those like easy reads that I find uh, to be helpful and informative. And it links out to other like good information too. So I like that one. You've definitely shared stuff from this one, either in updates or I think we've even centered some of our episodes around what you've gotten from this newsletter, if I'm remembering correctly, like just little tidbits and mm-hmm. stuff to help us just be better, be, be best, be our best selves. <laughs> and as who a, knows who those people are. <laughs> now that Someday. Sid's discovered her Enneagram three. Oh gosh. My best self is far, far beyond where I am right now, <laughs> but I'll get there eventually. <laughs> What else are you reading? Um, Another one I love is, this was a random one that I found um, just in like a a Google hunt for helpful information, um, probably around the time that I was uh, trying to determine whether or not it was worth going back to therapy. Um, Always worth going back to therapy. (laughs) (laughs) Side Um, note. (laughs) But Nick Wignall's uh, weekly newsletter Again, we'll link to all of these in show notes so you have uh, the sign-up links if you want to learn more. Um, But this is my uh, emotional therapy gut check read. Um, And I love this because he writes very thoughtful articles on mental health. And it's actually something that I look forward to reading because it's kind of like this like counter to things that we're just like berated with on a daily life as we're trying to like just try and get through things and like be smart and he the way that he structures it is like here are things to like their list type articles or like here are things to consider here like if you're trying to be more empathetic here are things that empathetic people do and just the way that he frames it kind of like allows you to like put yourself in the position of like if you're doing these things you're not doing this thing and it's like that cognitive behavioral shift that allows you to kind of and the way that he writes it is something that's like makes it very very approachable and actionable and i think um i always find them to be good reads it's something it probably takes like five ten minutes to read through the articles that he links in um but it's a good a good thing to just be conscious of it if you're trying to change certain behaviors and if you know there's anything that i like to read often about it's like how to be less of a perfectionist and like Mm. less self-critical and negative uh, like letting my negative thoughts affect my day-to-day like boosting my own confidence so that i can get through <laughs> and did you has... read my diary today <laughs> <laughs> but it's one of those things that it, it 
because of the nature of how he speaks about it, he gives examples of like, obviously without violating any HIPAA laws, but like circumstantial scenarios where he talks about like, I've had this patient who talks about X, Y, and Z. And it, it, you kind of like allow yourself to see in a mirror in a way where you're like, oh, this person, there are other people that have similar feelings or like, oh, wow, I'm not to that level, but that's good to know. Like I need to catch myself here before it gets to this point. And like thinking about anxiety in a, in a different way. So. I like that. That one I've not heard of. And it seems like the reframe moment allows for you to like, like you said, step back and see, okay, if I'm here and I want to be over there, what are the steps that need to Mm -hmm. happen to get me there? And that step-by-step is always, I assume, super helpful in chunking it out and saying like, I know I want to get better at this. And so how do I do that? So I'll have to check that one out. Yeah. And obviously a lot of the ones that I pay attention to are like related to the things that are on my mind. So there's stuff that like may be applicable beyond the stuff that I'm tapping into it's good stuff highly recommend a read i like it um and lastly in on the newsletter front this is uh, a newsletter i've mentioned before zen habits by leo babuda um i've got to give it a shout out on this list i don't necessarily read all of the articles that come through my my inbox but it is one that um I do when there is a topic that piques my interest. Um, it always is one that just the the way that he writes his um, his blog posts, which is kind. Of, I think it's more like a blog style um, mm. writing. Um, it allows me to think about how can I be slowing down, how can I be more mindful, finding ways to remove stress from my life, and it's one of those things. Like he very much talks about it. Like here are things that I'm doing in my life and things that like. He just is a very peaceful person, and I think the way that he writes that comes off uh, in a, a, a very specific way, um, and it's it's just one of those good. This is a thing that I think uh, Dan had recommended to me like many years ago, um, and it's still one that I look forward to reading, and will save often in uh, in my inbox if I don't have a chance to read it, like right when it comes in. But I'm like. This is a thing that I'm thinking about. <laughs> Let me save it for when I really have time to work on it. A hundred percent. And it goes without saying, too, um, again, I know that I mentioned that I love a recommendation. I did after your uh, reading list recommendation uh, episode. I did sign up for the Anti-Racism Daily by, uh, what's her name, Nicole? Cardoza. Yep. Cardoza. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, such a great newsletter. Please subscribe to it. I'm going to link to it again in show notes, <laughs> but it's one of those things that's just like, if you want to know like topic by topic, things that are important in your anti-racism journey yeah. or discovery or just continued learning efforts, she does such a wonderful job of uh, breaking down topics and circumstantial uh information about what's happening in the world that we're living in right now and it's a very important read i'm so glad that you tuned into it and i'm so glad that you said that because yes i think that the way she presents information is like not shamey it is super informative it is educational but she also doesn't like walk away from a tough conversation either she like confronts 
people who respond to things negatively. She's very upfront about like why she's doing this and that she has no time for your BS in the process of it. And so I'm glad that you are enjoying it and I'm glad that you are shouting it out. We will double down on the anti-racism daily. <laughs> it's it's a uh, necessary and important subscribe. And also very good read early in the a.m. It is. And it comes in like at a solid 7 a.m. or like 7.30 or something. It's early. I like it. All right. What do you have next for us, Brown? Next up, uh, blogs slash magazines, publications of some multitude of however we classify them in today's world. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times the way that I'm getting this content is probably because I'm scrolling through Instagram. <laughs> That's so funny. Like what you just said, though, is really funny because I think I struggled with the same thing. Like, how do I identify this? Because it like lives within probably three separate categories. Yeah, it's but... like, well, there's like, they, it's, it's like online publications. Yeah. <laughs> Some, some of them are form. like websites, but they started out as blogs, but like mm-hmm. they but like what is a blog that. anymore? <laughs> uh. But anyway, um, so a fir- the first few of these are uh, my favorite recipe and food spots these days. Um, I've been really enjoying the content from the kitchen. And that's kitchen spelled without an E. So, you know. So cool. <laughs> because it's kitschy. <laughs> <laughs> Good one, Bron. <laughs> You've been drinking. <laughs> so this one is uh, really nice because I like their how-to articles and their series on uh, where they test popular recipes and rate which one comes out the best. Um, I usually bookmark them first on Instagram. This is like an act. This is a process that I have where I'll like scroll. And if I see something that I want to go back to, I'll open the like their like link tree or whatever in their Instagram and then save it to my collections and Instagram and then go Mm -hmm. back and read through it. Um, And a few of my faves that they've done recently is uh, how to cook corn because there's a multitude of ways that you could do that probably don't recommend the microwave option that feels weird um (laughs) corn on the cob by the way um it doesn't turn into popcorn (laughs) that's not how it works (laughs) nope it's like very long pause like she's serious oh god she's serious (laughs) oh um no you have to dry out the kernels oh right because, you right. know, they don't look like corn when you get them in the little bag. You're right. They're just little brown nuggets. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so other good ones, um, because there are things like we cook all the time, but like usually we have a method that we stick to. And I always appreciate, like, I'd love to know the best way to cook things. And if you have tips on that, I'm going to read them. Um, and they recently did a recipe showdown for uh, French onion soup. So Ooh. it's like recipes like, Ina Garten versus uh, Alton Brown's version of this thing. And they've done like snickerdoodles and chocolate chip cookies. So um, there's a host of content here that, and I just appreciate it. And I feel like they do a good job of featuring a lot of different bloggers and food writers. Um, and I just appreciate the the things that they're putting on their website. So always go back and read more. I was going to agree with that. I do like that they feature other 
recipe developers, other bloggers, other people that are putting stuff out there. That's how I find like some new people is through their Instagram. Mm -hmm. But that's so interesting. I feel like I'm sure other places do this, but the fact that they've found the niche of, okay, yes, we have like recipes, we have all this cool stuff that you can do, but like, what if we just narrowed it down to like a specific ingredient or a specific like type of, um, produce or something like that and how do how do you get the best of that piece of food and this is what we suggest you do to get the best of it because I Mm -hmm. think especially for me I you know if I have like a way of doing something it's like directions like if I know how to get there one way I'm gonna go that one way even if there's a better way and so to have that as part of what makes them like different from other places I think is really cool yeah Totally, totally feel you on that front. Um, Next on my list is Skinny Taste. I have mentioned some of her recipes before, but I personally love uh, Gina is the one who runs that account and that blog. Uh, She has many wonderful cookbooks as well. Um, But I love her approach to cooking and how she uses so many tricks to swap out certain ingredients to make it healthier for you. And I feel like what I get from her is this ability to kind of see different ingredients. I may not necessarily be like on a health kick all the time, but I appreciate the like parallel of being able to look at the content that she's like the recipes that she's putting out on her site and seeing like, oh, if she swapped this, maybe I could swap this. And so for the way that I cook, it is like a nice way for me to kind of like branch out and try things that I might not, that isn't like by the book in the recipe. And um, she gives me a lot of good inspiration for that. And I gotta say, she, there, I have like a few standby recipes that I go back to like on a consistent basis. And so I'm always on the lookout for, I think recently she just put out like a corn and avocado and tomato salad that looked absolutely bonkers good. So thinking about summer recipes. I like that. Yeah, I'm a big fan of hers as well, and I think there's a few that I like to go back to, but everything that she does is just very easy to approach from Mm -hmm. a novice cook like myself, so I like her. Yeah, and even just like the idea of, hey, if you try this, you'll like save a bunch of calories, and like Mm -hmm. I'm not necessarily one to pay that close attention to that stuff, but it is good to know, like, oh, by using full fat whatever, that's that's a hefty ad. <laughs> it's a big big chunk of my day right there. <laughs> like instead of like battering and blah 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 blah, you can just brush a piece of chicken with olive oil and put it in some panko breadcrumbs and bake it and it's like mm. still delicious and oh, yeah. half the calories of fried chicken. <laughs> And you still get like the crunch and yeah. it's like if that's what you're looking for is like something different on chicken and like a crunch and something that like feels really indulgent. I agree that that's that's always a good yeah. way to go. Yeah. All of her recipes are still super flavorful, which is wonderful. Yeah. So um, and uh, more food. Give me some oven is another one I love. This is written by Allie and she actually lives in Barcelona. She's an expat. I did um, not know she lived in Barcelona. Yeah, she, she's she's living uh, living the expat life. Nice. Um, but she, this is one that I uh, I actually go to the blog and read some of the articles before, like what she writes before the recipe, which usually is like that meme where it's like 
I'm just looking for the recipe. Like, come on. This is one I actually (laughs) enjoy. Mindy Kaling has a notorious tweet where she, like, got hot about the fact that there was, like, a whole blog post in addition to the recipe. And the bloggers came for her. She, They were like, you have no idea how we make money. You did not know that there's a reason that we write all that stuff. It's not just, like, for our own benefit, just so you know. And I was like, oh, shoot, they are upset. And no one gets upset with Mindy Kaling. <laughs> it was a whole thing. I appreciate anyway. your story. I want to know why she's inspired to make tzatziki. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I her, I love her recipes. Um, her food photography is super crisp. Everything is really approachable and easy. And she just breaks it down in a way that makes uh, cooking digestible. <laughs> oh my God, my puns are on fuegs today. <laughs> <laughs> You're the worst. Moving on. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was thinking to myself today, I was reading uh, that book that you got me, which I'm going to mention shortly. I was like, I don't write anymore. And I realized, like, I miss that. I used to write every day for my job, and I don't right. anymore. And so I was thinking about how weird it is that I don't really have that in my in my life anymore. So I think the puns are coming out because that used to be part it's of like my day It's like they're all just, like, sitting all... right here, ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> they need to be let out. That's um, terrifying for all of us. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately for our lovely listeners. <laughs> Um, so anyway, uh, I love to use a lot of her recipes just to get like a base ingredient list, um, Mm -hmm. and portion recommendations for how to use those ingredients. Um, and usually take my own spin from there. Um, she has a recipe for almost everything and it's usually my starting point when prepping a new dish. And I just really appreciate how, um, how structured she has her content in a way that makes it like she often provides like suggestions or like links to other recipes within recipes. Like if you're making enchiladas, she'll have her own homemade enchilada sauce. And so like Mm -hmm. that kind of flow, I really appreciate because like I don't always have these things in my pantry, but I have a lot of like ingredients to make the things. And so this is one that I, I go to. It's the first, if I'm like, Ooh, I'm inspired to make her carnitas are mm-hmm. hands down the best. I'm like, I'm feeling carnitas. Like, what other things can I make with this carnitas? And I'll kind of like go down a rabbit hole and a tangent in that way. So. Yeah, I feel like with her, so I'm a little familiar with her, not nearly as much as you are, but the other day I stumbled upon her homemade taco seasoning. And I remember oh, so we good. were talking about it last week and I was firstly upset with you because you seemed to know about it and didn't share the information, which is rude and secondly secondly, I was like holy cow I've been buying like crap taco seasoning for how long when I had an abundance of all the stuff I needed to just make it myself right here in my spice drawer and it was one of those things where what we talked about on like stocking your pantry and like making sure you're using up all your stuff on that episode. It was one of those moments. It's like, if this is a website you can go to, to learn how to make your own versions of that stuff, Mm -hmm. that is so incredibly helpful because 
it doesn't leave you feeling like if I don't have this one thing, I can't do any of it. It empowers you to not only like make your own version of it, but to be like, okay, can I like twist on it a little bit? Or can I add my own flair to it? Because it seems like if she's giving you a recipe to make it yourself, then you might feel like, okay, let me take a step in that direction if I feel so confident in, you know, some sort of area. Um, And so I really like that you included her and that those specific things about the way that she shares recipes and what she shares Mm -hmm. is really empowering to the people that are um, excited about what she's putting out there. 100%. Always make your own taco seasoning. It's so easy. I've kind of let it go that you didn't tell me about that, but like not quite. (laughs) (laughs) Meow. (laughs) Maybe sometime soon. (laughs) Now I want to have tacos. I I love tacos. I need you to make that the recipe because I use it. I don't use her taco seasoning. Um, (gasps) I'll have to try it out. Compare and contrast. I like it. It's good. It gives Um, me all the flavor. Love it so. Um, So the next on my list is JC Dupree on Instagram. Um, I first found her on Instagram, but I actually uh, have since uh, enjoyed her blog, Damsel in Dior. Um, And this is a lot of fashion and lifestyle content. Um, But I appreciate like just her personality I gravitate toward. And it's actually one of the few uh, Instagram accounts where I actually will like put my sound on and listen to what she has to say. And Um, I find her to be very open and honest. She's super funny. Um, And she recently had a baby. And by recently, like her daughter, June, is probably like like one and a half or almost two. I don't know how old babies are (laughs) based on their actions. Yeah. But she's so cute. And she's just like, you can see her like learning and discovering things. And it's just high quality content and I really appreciate the stuff she she shares and while she very much lives in like the LA high fashion lifestyle um the way that she puts outfits together feels like very much something that I can just like take tips from and she also shares a lot of really awesome stuff that she finds that are like affordable pieces elsewhere like on Amazon and um other places so um she just, it's one of those things that I, she's just a super real person and I appreciate how open she is to her followers. And so it's always one I'm going to go back to. Nice. And I totally feel you on the, there's a select, like, and it's a small number of people that I turn my sound on for. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you know, not everybody gets that kind of treatment. So I feel like just you saying that levels her up <laughs> in my mind. It's a big deal. Because I literally don't listen to, like, anybody. I mostly don't. (laughs) I really appreciate that people put, like, what they're saying in text. Like, I love that. So if you're doing more of that, keep it coming. But you're right. Like, I rarely listen with sound. I don't know why. I just don't. (laughs) I just kind of, you know. We're probably not in a situation where we can uh, be openly listening to sound. uh, That's true. That's true. (laughs) That's probably what it is. Um, and lastly, on the uh, weird online publications, uh, hard to classify situation, um, in style, I've been a subscriber since I was a teenager. Um, I've stayed hard, hard and strong 
as a, a mainstay follower for many, many years. But recently, the editor-in-chief, Laura Brown, has done a great job of leveling up the content. Um, and I think just the the content that she's featuring, the articles, the writers, the people that she features, and kind of going beyond just this like entertainment and fashion industry world. Um, I personally love their Badass Women series that they do. And it's not just like, here's this famous celebrity that's untouchable. It's like real women who are doing real things. Um, and it's, uh, I think, just the the way that they've structured uh, their content lately has been something that I have, I'm just appreciative to be a continued subscriber and always look forward to reading. Um, and obviously, they have a very strong voice in all of um, what's been happening lately as well. Um, very strong on the women's rights, Black Lives Matter movement, all of all of the above, um, which is very much appreciative. And I got to give a shout out for their July cover story on Alicia Keys. Um, she's not one I knew a ton about. Always, obviously, loved her music, but being able to read about like her journey and how, she, like, where she is in her music career and just career in general um and what got her to this point it just was a really uh wonderful read and the photos were beautiful and obviously she's alicia keys just as a human being is like an angel yes angel on earth i'll have to check that out i don't read a lot of in style i know that you have been a diehard fan of theirs for quite some time um but i i don't know why i never because you know i love a magazine moment and i like inhaled them growing up but Mm -hmm. i don't know why i never got maybe it was intimidating it was quite it was very thick from what i remember in the magazine world and maybe it was a budgetary choice that i was making (laughs) time but i remember they like they had they put out a monthly that was like it had a lot of stuff in it um but i'll have to check out because i love me some alicia keys she is just i think she was at the grammys and it was right after kobe died i believe if i'm not mistaken Mm -hmm. and she handled that entire evening with such grace and so much authenticity like she was not going to front like she wasn't devastated and she sang and she brought the room together and what was a very emotional moment in time and also emotional evening so i'm excited to read this because i think that every time she does anything she just does it with all the stuff that i want in my life <laughs> so i'm excited oh to read. yes I'm yeah well we will link that uh, article as well in show notes. It's a, it's a good one. Perfect. All right. And last but not least, my actual hardcover book collection that I Whoa. am uh, consuming right now. <laughs> so normally I, um, I like to read business books and I like to read nonfiction, but I'm taking a breather from those right now because I really want to be reading about food. <laughs> um, and this is an active choice that I've made during this pandemic of just trying to expose myself to new information about food. Um, obviously, a lot of things that I've received from people I've read, but I really want to do a deeper dive and start to actually like cook from these cookbooks more. Um, not that I haven't. It's just like actively going through and kind of like building my uh, my grocery list off of recipes that I want to cook specifically. Um, And it's an active choice that I am making in my life right now that is very fulfilling and enjoyable because I love food so much. 
Um, and so first and foremost on this list, this was a birthday gift from Sid. I am reading the Best American Food Writing 2019, um, which is uh, compiled by, or like the selections are compiled by uh, Samin Nosrat, who was essentially like served as, I think, the editor for the selections. Um, but it's just really interesting, not only because I, you know, Samin is an amazing human being, but she actively wanted to um, compile a list of writers and uh, selected reads for this um, particular uh, book through the lens of looking at more women writers, uh, queer and uh, people of color, um, just in general. And the way that she went about it was uh, taking, they have like a selection, um, an individual who does the initial culling of the list. And then she went through and didn't want to like have a biased uh, perspective of just like being kind of on this mission for her own. She obviously has like such a, a wonderful voice and ability to stand up for like wanting representation more so in the food writing community and she's doing such a great job with that and obviously did much of that with the work that she did on um her show for netflix but with this selection of um, people she actually like had her friend black out the names of the people in the publications and the titles um mm. when she was doing the review uh, and naturally ended up finding a bunch uh, and just like strictly based her writing or her selections on the writing that she was reading and I'm like part part way through a few of the stories and it's just like some of them are very dense and it just is really nice to be exposed to different writers that I haven't heard of different publications that I haven't heard of and really getting into like I love having a like a, a curated list of um, food articles to read through and so I'm really looking forward to this being my summer read and then extending beyond into uh, the next round which I think Kenji Lopez is doing that editor's list for the next for for 2020 which is great loves me some him he's fantastic so and i'm already loving it and it's just i'm like fully invested and i just I'm love so, when people write about food it makes my heart happy well and i'm so glad that you said that and i'm so glad that you're enjoying it not just because i gave it to you for your birthday but because that i know that you're such a fan of hers and a fan of food writing but then to know that that layer of she did an unconscious bias like training on herself essentially mm -hmm. to make sure that you know her own feelings didn't cloud what she wanted to be a really valuable piece of literature and that is a really exciting thing that I don't think anybody does enough is is really check themselves in that way um and I was reading reviews for it before I got it for you because that's a thing I do now that I've never done before but <laughs> what was really interesting was that some of the um reviews were like this is way too political why would you have political like commentary within a food writing book and I think right now it's so poignant that like this was a 2019 book it came out I think in November of 2019 but it's right now to be having 
like political movements that ver- in so many ways center around food that mm-hmm. kind of like pushed me to do it more because I'm like if this person is so fragile that they can't see the linkage here that is an important linkage to make and flesh out and allow for writers to have an opportunity to write about then this is probably what we should be reading and so I'm so excited that you're enjoying it so far I'm so excited that because I did read too that some of them are super dense and I think Samin says that in her forward maybe Mm -hmm. that some of the some of the work is really dense but it's really necessary reading so I am so so glad that you're enjoying it no I love it um this it's one of those things that I I appreciate the exposure to this I didn't know that this was something that existed out in the world so um I'm looking forward to finding more things like this because I actually like this compiled list of reads um in this way or like finding food writers and seeing what compiled lists of their content like if I can pull the people that I really love from this book too and getting exposed to more of their writing will be wonderful so hopefully I'll have more recommendations for people down the road yay can't wait yeah um and not to uh drown out this category with all of Samin's books, but (laughs) Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat is another one that's just a foundational resource that I always go to, and it's a cookbook that you want to read cover to cover. So um, I'm going, I keep going back to this as something that like, as I continue into like the seasonal cooking, finding different things um, that I'm really grasping onto in that book. And it's, I highly recommend it. It's definitely one of those things that um, I always 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 open up just to to take a peek at every once in a while and it's beautiful nice another gift from sid (laughs) did i give that to you i think you did oh wow i'm crushing it (laughs) yeah um all of these uh books that i'm mentioning were gifts uh the next one that is one that i'm reading right now is magnolia table um this is a gift from my friend cindy and one that i probably wouldn't have picked up for myself um because i've never really been a hgtv joanna Gaines super fan but i know Mm -hmm. that a lot of people are beloved so do not come (laughs) for us brianna doesn't know better (laughs) i know that she's a, a wonderful human being um but my friend uh, sent me this as uh, as a gift, and it's like a range of wonderful, delicious comfort food. Obviously, has a little bit of a southern vibe, which I love so much, um, and obviously uh, a dash of entertaining. Which, gosh, I hope one day. Don't make we'll me cry able- right now. Do not make me cry right now. <laughs> Girl needs to host a dinner party. Stat. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm like crying. I'm in my closet alone. <laughs> And I'm like, ah, I miss, I miss food it. And <laughs> um, so, and like that brings me so much joy. But it's actually, uh, I'm I'm really loving some of her recipes. I made a few. Um, she has this lovely like, kind of like potato casserole with kale and eggs. It's like a frittata, but super savory. Um, handmade gnocchi, potato gnocchi. Ooh. which I'm excited uh, I'm excited about. Um, she has a list. This is another one, Sid. A list of like uh, seasoning mixes. And the, this is one thing that when people do this in their cookbooks, I appreciate it so much is like, hand, like a handful of salad dressings, sauces, salsas, mm-hmm. seasoning mixes. And it's just one of those things that you can go to and you're like, 
oh, I want to make a quick honey mustard. How do I do that again? Yeah, um, I love that. I love if I never have to buy a, like a store-bought dressing ever again, I will be the happiest person on the planet. Because the ones you can make with like maybe six ingredients, probably less, are so good. And they just like top a salad so beautifully. Mm-hmm. And they don't take anything away from it. And they just add like a little acidy, loving jivingness to it and I just I so appreciate that so I'm so glad that this book has options yeah I'll uh I'll send you some some that I'm loving um but we will link to all of these uh recommendations in show notes so you can access them at any time um I hope you guys enjoyed my list of things uh that obviously is like 98% food related but it's what I care about so please enjoy (laughs) well I love that and I love because I know you're a big business book person and I'm so excited to see you share like what brings you joy and like groundedness and love and I know that like your business books do that for you too but like this is a totally different side of you that I'm excited that you're sharing um and that is how you spend your time when you're not thinking about how you're going to take over the world and (laughs) so it's just exciting to like see you share this stuff and there's stuff on here that I didn't even know so that like you know it's just I think this is a good opportunity outside of movies and outside of tv like we like a lot of stuff in those realms but what you choose to do that's like I don't know for me reading just takes a little bit more work I don't know if anybody (laughs) else feels that way but like especially finding like what type of reading you like to do and where you want to spend your energy every day with your newsletters and how you want to then like take what you're reading and apply it somehow. Um, I just think it's like another peek behind the curtain of how people are and why people are the way that they are. And so I'm excited that you took the time to put together such a thoughtful list and share with everybody some really great resources around like groundedness, mindfulness, cooking, um, action, all of those things kind of tied up together. So I appreciate you uh, putting this together and sharing sharing your world. Welcome. Hope you like it. Um, As uh, we have done in the past, just have to give you all a heads up. We are going to be going on vacation for uh, the month of August, so please enjoy. Um, after this episode, we'll be re-releasing some uh, some of our favorite episodes from the past year-ish, um, and hope that you take some time to enjoy past listens from Queen Speaking. Um, Give yourself some time to rest because I think we all need it. We've been working very hard, so uh, we will be we will be back in the docket in the recording seat at the end of August to give you fresh content in September. But uh, appreciate all the love and uh, encourage you all to take a little breather for yourself. Take it. Do as the French do. Take August off. Yes, that's really for me. That was the catalyst. I'm like, if the French can do it, we sure freaking can. <laughs> But I'm excited for a break. Um, But you will still see us on the internet, on our social media, um, on Instagram at queen underscore speaking. So look out for us to share still the re-releases that will happen throughout August. So hopefully, if you haven't listened to them, this is a good opportunity to have them right in front of your face. Um, But you will uh, please feel free to, you know, chat with us there. But you'll hear new stuff from us in September. Ready for it. Super excited. Shall we break? Let's break.